You are listening to the Wellness in Hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Sun Lubroy. Episode 12, Trend Watching, The Independent Hotel Perspective with Lauren Alba. Welcome to the Wellness in Hospitality podcast, where it's all about genuine wellness, true hospitality, and real people. I'm your host, global wellness expert, life coach, and author, Sonal Luberoy. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. I am so proud and happy to have launched my first ever virtual summit, the Wellness and Hospitality Spotlight. And to kick off these spotlights, this year's theme was from insignificant to prominent, how in just a short space of a few years, wellness has moved from being an amenity or a minor operating department in our hotels to taking center stage at the big table for most hotels across most parts of the world. And in the next sessions, I'd like to share snippets from these great discussions with some very interesting hospitality leaders. Today, I'd like to start with the independent and boutique hotel segment. This segment has been a trailblazer in the hospitality space for the last 15 years or more. And the question is, what can other segments of the hospitality space learn from them? What competitive edge do these smaller, more agile properties have over the larger, more established brands? And what are they doing so differently that is attracting today's well-being conscious and discerning traveler. In today's episode, I'd like to share the interview I had with Lauren Alba, Vice President of Global Marketing and Communication for the Leading Hotels of the World, where she sheds a light on the significance of independent hotels in the luxury hospitality industry, the growing importance of wellness and community for today's traveler, and how the independent hotel segment is adapting to the changing landscape of business and hospitality. So without further ado, here is the insightful interview with Lauren. Hello and welcome to the Wellness and Hospitality Spotlight. In this next session, I would like to shed the spotlight on the subject of trend watching, the independent hotel's perspective. And joining me today in this discussion will be Lauren Alba, the Vice President of Global Marketing and Communications for Leading Hotels of the World. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being here today with me. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Sonal. I'm so excited to, to have this chat with you today. And just to give the audience some perspective and some context, can you share your overview, your career overview, and your newly appointed role at the leading hotels of the world? Of course. So I've been focused on luxury hospitality for almost 15 years now, with nine of those years being here at LHW. Previously, I worked in the corporate communications department at Travel and Leisure, Food and Wine and Departures magazines really working with each brand to establish their social media strategies and presence and working a lot with the editors to kind of leverage kind of that emerging platform at the time as a way to help tell the stories that they were printing in the magazine and online through social channels. 
Then I joined LHW in 2014 as the Director of Public Relations and Media Partnerships. And since then, as you mentioned, I've taken on more responsibilities as the VP of Global Marketing and Communications. And in this role, I work with our teams on brand marketing and communications, as well as global marketing strategies targeting both curious travelers or the luxury travelers of today, as well as our intermediaries worldwide. Excellent. A very impressive career. And talking about today's subject, we've seen as the independent and boutique hotels have kind of trailblazed the hospitality space for the last 15 plus years. There has been a lot that we've learned from these smaller and independently owned properties. And Today in session, we'd like to discuss trends, the competitive edge over larger brands, and also the importance of wellness and also the importance of community. LHW, Leading Hotels of the World, selects only those hotels that meet high standards for quality and distinctiveness. How has this evolved over the last few years and have the criteria become more distinctive? We have taken a very strong look at our curation, right? So curation is really at the heart of everything leading hotels of the world does. As you mentioned, we are five-star pure play luxury hotels. So how we evaluate our hotels and also help our hotels kind of maintain that high level of quality has really become a huge focus as our CEO, who was appointed in 2019, Shannon Knapp, has kind of put a put an emphasis on. So we really look at three or a few key things when selecting our members. We look at who owns our hotels. A lot of our hotels are family owned or family led or, and independently operated. We look at the kind of the remarkable experiences that they deliver. Really, what are the stories that our hotels can tell? And we look at the the different aspects of their service, kind of their customer service. And we use different tools to really evaluate this quality. We use our guest satisfaction tool, which is the surveys that our guests take after staying at our members' properties. We look at social media, in fact. So we use a company called Revenate and we look at their different kind of the chatter of what's happening in review sites and in social. And we also look at our LQA score. So that's leading quality assurance. And that's really the different standards that we expect kind of this level of hotel to have really their physical property. So we evaluate over 800 different standards. So it's really those few things that kind of make up the curation aspect. We also have a lot of conversations with our hotels. We want to make sure that we're the right fit for them in terms of where they're looking to grow their business because we really exist to empower their commercial success. So we want to make sure that the value proposition that we offer is something that can support the long-term vision and goals of our member hotels. And what are some of the common threads that you can see in these properties that approach leading hotels of the world to become a member? And has any of that changed your strategy as a company? I would say the biggest one is that our members are really kind of the icons of their destinations, right? They are a lot some of our hotels, the destination kind of has been born out of the member, the hotel itself. 
So really, I would say that's kind of the key thread, really that remarkable experiences that they deliver. I would say over the course of our 100 years, that has been pretty a common thread that has always been a part of leading. We have, of course, pure play luxuries, but it, pure play luxury hotels, but it's really the experiences that they deliver and the authenticity of the service delivery and the product themselves. That is kind of the unique thread that is woven throughout all the properties. Mm -hmm. And have you seen a particular change in your portfolio after, I mean, these tough few years that we've had in the industry in general? I would say we we did not slow down. So during the pandemic, we actually did not see a a drop off in hotels really looking to become members. I think coming out of the pandemic, uh, travelers are looking for more authentic experiences. I feel like that's always been a theme, but I really feel like right now, as care, as travelers are valuing kind of these experience more than luxury goods, they are still really kind of craving these bespoke experiences that our members deliver. And I think our member hotels kind of look to leading as kind of being the only collection out there, independent collection out there that focuses purely on luxury. So we're still, we've become, I would say, even more sought after. So we get about 500 applications every year and accept only about 5% of those applications or those mem- or those hotels applying to become members. So really that exclusivity, I feel like, has only kind of been further progressed throughout the past few years. Wellness has risen to the forefront in most strategies. How can you distinguish between what is actually true wellness versus what has been put on the label for marketing purposes? I love this question. So <laughs> I think with our our hotels and independent hotels in general, really have the unique ability to take a look at their offering and actually create that genuine experience or that genuine wellness aspect to their product. And it's not kind of mandated down, right? They're, they don't have a blueprint of you need to offer this, you need to offer that, no matter where you are in the world. Our members are able to actually look at the type of experience and kind of the ethos of their hotel and weave that into the wellness offerings to really make it truly unique to them. So I can give you, I want to give you a few examples of that, that I've kind of seen emerge over the past several years as wellness and well, this concept of well-being, I feel like has become even more prevalent post-pandemic. So there's different aspects. A lot of our hotels, especially those that are in more remote destinations, are able to use their surroundings and really create that immersive wellness. So you see right here, I'm in the forest of Datai in, in Malaysia, and they offer a really kind of strong wellness offering linked to the Malays and really a, a practice of natural ritual wellness that they have used over the years. So I'm going to attempt to say the name. It's Mandi Mbon, which is kind of loosely translated to forest bathing, which is what I'm attempting to do this morning here in my attic. (laughs) So this is really where the practitioners are creating this unique experience and this really strong sense of well-being 
through a half day ceremony where you kind of leave feeling really refreshed and re-energized because you're in the surroundings of kind of this ancient, where this ancient ritual has been taking place for centuries. I'd say that's kind of one aspect of it. You know, our hotels really understand their clientele to really coming to their area, to their destination. So one wellness program that is totally the opposite of this that I like to talk about is one that's happening at Borlach, which is in Zurich in Switzerland. And they have a, their customers are constantly on the move. They have a ton of travel or travel business travelers staying at their hotels. And they created a program called Travel Fit with Mark Arnall. So this is a travel-based program for guests that really are on the move to help them combat jet lag and really kind of get re-energized for what's to come. So Mark Arnell is a 4BL1 performance coach who has over 20 years experience doing this. And he's created a bespoke fitness program for Boralock and for the guests there that is combining training and nutrition to really get them into top performance for what's to come with all their meetings. So two completely different types of wellness, but are what's kind of key through both of them is that they're very unique to the hotel and the destination that they're in. And I think independent hotels and independent luxury hotels are in this position to be able to offer what is both right for their brand and right for their customer. Yeah, they don't have a blueprint to follow per se. So they're quite free to really create a truly bespoke experience. Yeah. And I recently visited Portugal with my family and we went to São Lorenzo de Baracal in very close to the border of Spain. And what this is a totally different type of wellness or well-being. But my kids are 10 and 6. And just like any other little kids out there, they're attached to their tablets, their like their gaming consoles. And what I loved about this destination is they didn't pick up their tablet once. We were in a big estate filled with animals and nature. And it really like allowed us to reconnect as a family. But also I felt like reconnect they them reconnect to really what childhood is. Going out and playing on the boulders and hanging out with animals and building different tree houses and forts. So totally different type of wellness. They, of course, have beautiful spa experiences. But I feel like this concept of well-being and wanting to disconnect when traveling is also something that is becoming very prevalent and something that our member hotels, especially in more remote destinations, are able to kind of think about their property and make it almost a different type of haven for travelers and even little kids. And how well informed are owners about the changes in the wider hospitality landscape in general? So one of the values that they are are part of our value proposition is really the expertise that we can provide our member hotels. So we sit across 425 different independent luxury hotels. And from that, we gain a lot of insights. So part of what we do is kind of play back some of those insights that we're seeing to help empower our members. So we we have a product called Market Insights that we share 
with them kind of detailing what's happening in the industry to digital marketing, from digital marketing trends to what's happening in the China market. We're constantly trying to uncover and unearth these insights and provide them back to our members who some of them are kind of small boutique hotels that really rely on us to kind of support and help them understand the broader concepts or luxury landscape. We also do a number of events throughout the year. So we just had our sales marketing and distribution forum where we discussed trends. One of them was actually wellness and new age wellness. We also share back kind of what's happening in the industry in general, as well as different ways that leading can support them with that as well. And travel has most definitely returned with a vengeance. What sort of competitive edge do you think your member hotels have over others? I think our biggest one right now is people are craving what we offer, right? So We recently conducted a story to uncover what curious travelers, and you heard me refer to them or travelers as curious travelers, is actually what leading calls are affluent travelers who crave more experiences and really live to travel. So when speaking to them about where they're going and what they want, the key theme that came out was more. They want more destinations. They want more trips. They want more ways to connect to culture. And that's really what our core offering is through our member hotels. They are uniquely positioned to kind of be almost that gateway to these cultures around the world. And have you seen a lot more community-based initiatives as part of the strategy in your member hotels or those wanting to become members? Yeah, it's again, we think of things as sustainability or responsible travel is becoming something that is definitely much more prevalent in a lot of our existing members. And as you said, those that are wanting to become members, really thinking about how they can support their local communities and creating programs that do just that are for sure what we're starting to see. Leading has created a a program called Leading with a Purpose, where we showcase the different efforts of our member hotels and the community leadership is definitely one of them. So whether it's using local products or working with outside the outside community and actually employing them within the hotel, there's a lot of efforts that are underway at our member hotels. One of which one of the ones I love to talk about is Nayara Resorts, which has locations in Costa Rica and Chile and Panama. And they do a lot to support their local community. And a lot of their nature guides, even the general manager running the resorts are from Costa Rica. So it really exudes and lives the destination because those when you're staying there, those that you're interacting with are from that area and that passion and that service really kind of and pride for their country really comes through during the stay. And I think that's what travelers want. They want that authenticity. They want to meet the people. They want to have those that type of connection that goes beyond the day-to-day connections that they have. Absolutely. And when you talk to your member hotels, I mean, especially the owners, what are the major concerns these days? What keeps them up at night? 
there's a few things. <laughs> I think go, talking a little bit about the those that are on and kind of providing the service and those that are employed with within our hotels, staffing is actually still a, a pretty big concern coming out of the pandemic. So some destinations are faring better than others, but there are still a lot of concerns around staffing for certain types of roles in in hotels. And this isn't just something that is unique to independent hotels. I think it's like the industry overall, staffing and getting employees to want to work in different kind of parts of the property as a huge challenge. I would say the rate of change in technology is another one. And that's also we're leading really has made a lot of advancements to provide kind of technology expertise and helping our members kind of determine different vendors or the right right vendors for them. Just because every time we turn around, there's another provider out there offering some sort of solution. And our members are so focused on operating and running their hotels as they should, that they can come to us to kind of sort through that. But I would say those two things are definitely on the minds of many of our hotels. I think we talked about community and we talked about sustainability. I think really thinking about that and how incorporating that authentically into the operations of their business is something that is exciting for them and it's an opportunity, but it's also thinking through how to operationalize some of those things can be a challenge as well. And How much do you as a company help shape or direct the strategy of your member hotels? So we see ourselves really as an extension of their team and a partner for them. So we have a lot of touch points throughout the year with our members through our member experience team, who is kind of on the front line supporting our members and understanding what are their goals and where are they looking to go and how can leading support them? So we, it really is a conversation to figure out how we can support their strategy, not necessarily develop their strategy, but how can we work with them and how can they leverage leading to really maximize the value and the benefits that they get as becoming or as being a member to really support and empower their commercial success. So we are involved in kind of really understanding their needs and making sure that they're taking advantage of the different programs and offerings that we have as a collection to be able to realize their vision and kind of the strategy for their hotel. And if you had to pick three focus areas that will be game changing for a hotelier in the next three to five years, what would they be? I think continued use of technology to create more personalized experiences for their guests. I think that's always, it's a challenge, but also when executed correctly can make all the difference. So making sure that you're providing different offerings because the luxury traveler today wants many things. So offering that kind of personalized service will continue to be a necessity. I think this long-term sustainability strategy. So how they are thinking about their impact, not just right now, but for generations to come is something that I think is critically important. And lastly, I would say 
transparency and clarity, really being honest with our guests with what they're doing. You had mentioned before creating marketing programs for marketing programs sake, (laughs) just being very authentic and true to who they are, because that is why customers have loved the different hotels that we've had as part of leading for nearly 100 years. So I think remaining true to who they are and being clear and very authentic is going to be critical to success for generations to come. Fantastic insights, Lauren. Thank you so much. And is there anything else you'd like to add on the subject? Anything that comes to mind? I would say that in terms of wellness, I think this is, again, just a very interesting part of hospitality to watch because it's evolving so quickly. And you have everything from, as I said, destination wellness and what you typically think of what a wellness retreat would be to just different ways where people really just want to disconnect from what's going on in their daily life. So I think this constant evolution of well-being and, and wellness and the new kind of trends to come out of it is extremely exciting. And I also think a massive opportunity for this space. Yeah, I agree with you. I completely agree. I think it's, I think wellness has always been kind of, has been in the forefront. It has been at the backseat rather, but now it's come to the forefront and it's rapidly evolving. And we have the toolbox with all these wellness related activities, but the ultimate goal, as you mentioned earlier, is well-being at the end of the day. And there has been that shift in how we live our lives, how we do business and that importance we're saying of being transparent. Consumers will forgive small things or some restrictions that a property might have, but marketing for the purpose of marketing is something they will not forgive because today's consumer is more sophisticated and it's purpose-driven travel, as you mentioned earlier on. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lauren, for your fantastic insights. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me. Some great insights from Lauren. And what I loved about this interview is how Lauren highlights how the independent hotels are seen as drivers of innovation, delivering exceptional experiences that resonate with today's travelers. And I guess the competitive edge over the larger hotel chains is that they don't have an established, rigid blueprint to follow. They're free to innovate, pivot, test, and iterate in real time, based on the observations of the guests' real needs. I strongly believe that these smaller hotels are paving the way forward when it comes to innovation and out-of-box thinking. And on that positive note, I wish you all a gorgeous day. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. If you want to know whether your hotel is ready to meet the growing demand for wellness experiences, both for your guests and your employees, then my Essence Scorecard is the perfect tool for you. Head over to spa-balance.com forward slash Essence Scorecard and get yourself a free and accurate temperature reading of your hotel's readiness to meet the wellness needs of your people and your guests. It's a valuable self-audit that not only helps you create a profitable wellness asset, but also promote a culture of genuine wellness for your team.